Welcome to the Better the Pond podcast. In each episode, Warren Berry, CEO and founder of Instinctive Solutions, talks to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. We'll discover what makes each guest a bit of an odd duck and how they continue to better the pond around us. The migration starts right now with our host, Warren Berry. And I want to welcome you to another episode of the Better the Pond podcast, where we talk to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. My name is Warren Berry, and I'm your host and the founder of Instinctive Solutions, where we believe that everyone is an odd duck, but that's what makes them awesome. Now, today our guest is Brady Johnson. Good, better, best. Never let it rest. Tell your good is better and your better is best. Those are the wise words that her mother gave her and she has learned to live by. Growing up in small town Saskatchewan, Brady understood the value of community and hard work. A self-proclaimed odd duck, Brady has always gone to the beat of her own drum, which has also provided her the confidence and the drive to be the entrepreneur and leader that she is today. Through her big heart and compassion, she, uh, she betters the pond by helping people be, live happier and healthier lives, which also creates the ripple effect for everyone around her. I would like to welcome Brady Johnson. So Brady, I want to thank you ever so much for taking the time out to be a guest on my Better the Pond podcast. It's absolutely fabulous to have you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, this is great. Um, so Brady, I want to know you know, what took you from being a gosling to leaving the nest and to the person that you are now? Um, what is, what's your backstory, Brady? Yeah, I would say a series of things, like I think for everyone, but um, finding my own confidence and authenticity. I've always been really interested in getting to know myself more and more. Um, when I was younger, I felt like a like the odd duck out really that I didn't fit in. Um, not that I was necessarily picked on, just kind of always left out. Perfect, and we're gonna get to that, but I want your backstory. Now you're from Estevan now, correct? Yeah. Right, yeah. Estevan, Estevan, Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. Um, now take me back. Were you born in, in Estevan? Is this is this your roots? Yeah, I was born and raised in Estevan. Um, I've lived here most of my life. My parents owned um, many small businesses when I was growing up, and I am now very fortunate to own a business here in Estevan as well. So it's been really fun, a journey along the way for sure. So do you see that now being young and seeing your, you know, what your parents did and being entrepreneurial and, and kind of running their own show, do you think that that had a real bearing on you know, what, you, what you're doing today as, as being your own entrepreneur? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are always at work with them. And so hard work was definitely instilled into us at a young age, but also just seeing the opportunities and the blessings and um, the impact that you can have by owning a business as well. So I always knew that that was something that I wanted to do when I was older. Um, I think part of it was always wanting to make my parents proud. And then as I grew old, um, really transitioning into my own reasons for wanting to have a business and keep it and to really, I guess, better the pond and keep helping people and making a difference. 
Nice. So what was it like growing up in Estevan? Now, so you got to remember, I'm from, I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, you know, big, big, small town, right? You're from more smaller town, Saskatchewan, but all the, I have listeners from around the world, so they have no idea what it's like um, in Estevan, Saskatchewan, Canada. So tell me a bit about going back and a bit of your backstory as a kid and what was it like growing up there? Um, it was great. I actually grew up just outside Estevan um, on a lake. And so very fortunate to be able to be in nature and water um, because I didn't live in the city of Estevan, which is about 10,000 people or was when I was growing up. Um, I'd say I was a little separated from some of the I never got to ride my bike with friends or do those sorts of things, but um, definitely got to do other things like be in nature and spend time on the water um, and spend a lot of time with my family growing up. Um, that's interesting. And so, and you know, presently uh, from following you on Facebook, I know you have an absolute love of nature. Um, and so that obviously goes back to being a kid. Yeah. So... Definitely. Yeah, so you went to school, you went to public school there, you went to high school in Estevan, right? So, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was the person who was involved in everything. So I was on the student rec, I played soccer, I was on in every club that you could imagine. I just wanted to do it all and be involved with everything, um, which is probably very tiresome, but really enjoyable growing up. And um, I went to the University of Regina, so I did live in Regina for four years as well. Um, and again, just tried to be very involved there as well and be a part of the university and immerse myself in Regina a bit and try different things and enjoy the nature there, the Wascana Lake daily for sure. Absolutely. So I want to take you back to high school. You were involved in everything. So um, now you're obviously very active. Um, what was your sport? What was, what was, your, what was your thing? I tried everything, but soccer was definitely my thing um, that I was most passionate about. And then what about getting into university? Um, I decided not to play a sport in university. I've always very much been into the gym and weightlifting and um, health and fitness. And so really just focusing on academics and then being spent a lot of time in the gym. Uh, what, what did you take? What was your major in university? I took adapted movement science and human kinetics. So I double majored in kinesiology. Nice. Um, and that's obviously played a huge role in the work that you're doing today. And we, and we will get there. So, so at what point, how old were you when you left the nest? I was uh, 17 when I left home. So um, still young enough that I had to fax. Back in the days of fax, I had to fax permission forms back to my parents to sign. Um, so pretty young. Boy, so in facts, I mean, that's, you're, like, it sounds like you're, you're still young and you're dating yourself already. <laughs> Remember the days of facts? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what's, you know, where are you today? How is that, you know, I mean, if you look back, this is it, this is an interesting story, Brady, because I mean, you grew up at the lake, we know your love of, of nature and water and those things. Um, and then all of a sudden you had to leave that to come to, well, we'll call it the big city. Uh, so you had to come to Regina, which is, I'm sure it was probably a bit of a shift um, for you. Um, and then, you know, so you left the NASA 17, there you are in university. Um, bring us up to speed. So what happened after you, after you got out of university? 
yeah, I had to do an internship and we could go anywhere in the world. And so I went to Florida, uh, Claremont, Florida, uh, to the National Training Center. And it was amazing. I loved the people. I loved the culture. Um, it was not like the beach side of Florida that people think about. It was kind of woodsy and very swampy, um, alligators and snakes, unfortunately. Um, but I loved the work there and the people that I met. And so I actually tried to stay and get hired uh, in Florida. Uh, however, my visa was denied. Um, and so after a long time of, um, I guess, denying that I would have to move home, I did move home and start my business in Esteban. Uh, so when you came back, um, well, actually, before I get to that, why was your visa denied? What was the reasoning behind that? That's, a, that's an interesting part of your story. Yeah, the, um, where I had received my job and had went through like rigorous interview processes was actually governed by a hospital. And they were the ones um, who dictated who got visas and who didn't through their center. And so I did not get one of the visas. So do you think, you know, this, I mean, this might be a hard question to ask, but do you think if your visa would have been approved, you know, how much different would your life be now if you would have actually taken that road down in the US? It would have been completely different. Um, it definitely would have been harder for me to start a business there just because of um, maybe some of the resources or the support systems um, I had or didn't have. So I think that um, looking back, as heartbroken as I was at the time, I wouldn't have it any other way because. I love what I get to do now and, and where I am, even though I said I would never move back to Esteban. You said you would never move back to Esteban. This lesson number one, never say never. Yes. <laughs> and but the thing is, you know, if you look back though, is Esteban is so fortunate to have you, right? Because, because of what you do. I mean, you're providing a really, I mean, you got a, you got a business, you're, you're helping the community. Uh, you think of all the relationships that you have because of that. People are healthier because of the work that you do. Um, so Esteban actually became a better place because you came back. I suppose I never thought of it like that, but yeah. But, so, then, so then Esteban should be thanking you that your visa got denied. Maybe they had something to do with it. <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> and so bring us up to speed now. Um, as far as your story goes, what are you, what's, what's going on now presently in your life? Yeah, I'm the owner of Encompass Fitness Studio, and so it's a um, group fitness lifestyle studio where we help people live healthier and happier, um, and we're really all about community, so um, love giving back to the community, but right now we're expanding into rural communities, which um, is probably the, one of the most exciting things that we've done to bring um, a resource and a service that isn't always accessible in rural places to um, these people so that they can live healthier and happier and just be a part of our Encompass community no matter where they live. So it's been an amazing, I mean, it's 2020, but it has been an amazing year for us to work as a team and grow together and to actually expand. Um, we've always wanted to, but it's like the year kind of forced us into getting more creative and um, moving faster towards our vision. That's one of the things that's been interesting, you know, it's sort of through this whole pandemic is there's been some industries that have either really slowed down or stopped. 
And I've also talked to the people where their business has expanded and flourished. And it's, you know, and not very many kind of have sat in that middle ground. So it's been really fascinating how some people have taken the situation in front of them um, and leveraged it and, and amazing things have come out of it, um, out of a bad situation. Yeah, I'd say I like thrive off of chaos. So we closed our studio the day before um, we were officially forced to close due to government regulations. And um, we had a plan in place. We knew what we were doing. We called all our members um, and we really just thrived in that process of making sure that everyone was taken care of and everyone was okay and just being a support system for for our members and really the community. We offered some live classes online and really just tried to help everyone's um, nervousness and anxiety maybe and put them at ease and um, try to bring some joy into their lives. So even before you had to shut down, you actually got into contact with all your clients um, and actually checked in to see if they were okay. We um, let everyone know the day before, so we did close and then within the next couple of days, yeah, we made sure um, everyone was okay and if they um, had lost their job or something had went on that um, was going to be um, troublesome for them. We just tried to support them and find ways that they could still be part of our community and we could give to them during that time. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I don't know of any other gym that is personally that has actually taken the time to actually get in contact to make sure that their clients were okay. That's that's pretty amazing. And, and it really does say a lot about, well, it does say a lot about you, but it also says a lot about your belief in community as well. So um, that's all part of, part of you. So that, so, I mean, that's amazing. And thank you for doing that. Um, so what, so when you talk about Encompass, I'm going to give you a little bit of a plug here. So when you talk about Encompass, right? So what, what is it that, what is it all that you do? What are all the services that you provide? Yeah, we primarily provide group fitness. Um, so group fitness training, we created our own model. A lot of people don't like the word boot camp because it feels very scary and unknown. Um, yeah. um, and so we came up with, um, it's called SWAT, which is probably equally as scary. Um, it stands for strength, weights, agility, and toning. And we just try to provide um, every modality of fitness. So like power, your endurance, your cardio and strength um, in a rotating schedule so that People are very well-rounded athletes, um, although most of our clients wouldn't think of themselves as athletes. Um, we primarily have like 40 to 55-year-olds, um, but it's a lot of fun. Lots of couples coming together um, overall. People looking for balance um, to be fit, but not for fitness to be their entire life, which is really fun that we can help them to have fun, be fit, and just have better vitality to do everything that they want to do in life. Nice. So, you know, if you consider that life is a sport, I guess we're all athletes. This is true. There you go. So, um, so I wanted like, I believe you led into this earlier, Brady, and you know, I believe that we're all odd ducks. I believe that we're all misfits. Um, can, you, can you tell me in a time in your life um, when you did something to stand out that was different, that made you the odd, buck, odd, the odd duck? Um, and that can be both on a positive or on a negative side. What makes you the odd duck? Oh gosh. Well, uh, I can think of so many examples, really. I think growing up, I came from a family who was very um, maybe introverted when it comes to emotions. And I am like full of emotion um, and affection and just love loving on others. Um, so I was always a little bit the odd duck growing up there. And then at school, I just, 
I had such a compassionate heart um, that I just felt very different. Like I didn't, if someone was bullying someone else, I didn't want to be involved in that. So a lot of times I just spent a lot of time by myself and reading and um, daydreaming really of what the world could be could be like and all the things that I could do one day. Um, so when you say that, you know, um, you know, you said you felt like the odd duck. Would you say that people on the outside, would they ever see you as the odd duck? Um, growing up, I thought that they did. I thought that I was very much the odd duck, maybe the weirdo. Um, but in hindsight and talking to people, that's not necessarily the case at all. Um, it's just maybe our distorted version of vision of how we see ourselves at times. Well, absolutely. So take me back. I want to, I want to hear an instinct. You said you have lots of them, but I want to hear one. I want to hear a time where you were the odd duck, where you were different, where you were unique, where you were the misfit and you actually stood out. Yeah. Um, I went to a rural school, so we didn't have a lot of kids in our school. Um, we had four boys and anywhere from nine to 14 girls, depending on the year. And um, there was a lot of bullying going on one year. And so we had to have a mediator, um, a counselor come in and talk to everyone. Um, and so all of the boys and myself got to go to the computer room and play games while the girls had to talk about um, kindness and bullying. And um, I didn't have to go because I didn't have, I was always the mediator. I was the one trying to help both sides or trying to help all people. Um, which was great, but then that was very ostracizing too. <laughs> so how did that become ostracizing? What, how, did the, how did that stand out? Because obviously, therefore, on one side, being with all the boys, you are now the odd duck, but then turn that around, and now you're, the, you're not with all the girls, which again makes you that as well. So how did that turn out? Um, it is definitely challenging. Um, I think I probably spent a lot of time alone or by myself after that for a little bit until the so the next new thing came about. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I always, it was hard for me to make friends growing up. I think because of that, because I was kind and compassionate and the mediator. Um, but also I think before you understand that you're awesome, um, you don't see yourself that way. And so you think you're probably not awesome and that's why you're the odd duck. Aha. So what's going to lead me into my next question, like this is like you're the perfect segue person. So therefore, Brady, I want to know what's your superpower and what makes you awesome? Now, I got I to preempt this. This isn't about bragging. This isn't about your ego. Um, you know, don't be shy. I, you know, from the lessons that you've learned in your life, obviously have, have, have transformed into today. So, so Brady Johnson, what is your superpower and what makes you awesome? Um, I would say if you could like picture a squirrel with like a battery pack on it, that is me. Um, I have like endless energy and endless ideas. Like I could come up with a million ideas for any, um, anything really, whether it's um, how to do something or a way to do something, ideas for something. Um, I definitely have, I never thought I was creative because I wasn't good at art growing up, um, but my creativity lies like up here and in the future of what, um, what can be visualized really. 
Um, interesting, you know, so we met, uh, what'd be three years ago, approximately, I would think, uh, when you were in Tech Canada. And then I just sort of saw you recently down and back down in Estevan. And, um, and so, yeah, we, and we know because instinctively in the conative aspect of your mind, which we, we talked about, but, you know, you are an idea person and it's just a never ending supply of ideas. So now when you're looking back at yourself as a kid, could you see that same piece of you then that you were always sort of looking outside of the box or, or thinking differently or creating some, I mean, it was just this never ending, uh, a fountain of ideas that, that you had inside your mind. Um, yeah, definitely. I think when I was younger, I didn't have the confidence mm -hmm. to maybe even share my ideas out loud. So a lot of them stayed in my head or in my notepad and journal. Um, but I could always envision that one, like one day I will do this or one day this could be like this. And so um, the older I got and the more I learned about myself and grew my confidence, then I started taking action on some of those ideas. So I've never asked this question before, but this, this just popped in my head because you and I are a lot alike, right? Um, if, you know, looking back, um, you know, the, the, the Brady Johnson now, Right. If you had one thing to say to the, 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 the little Brady Johnson back then, what advice would you give her? I would just say to like 100% be yourself. Like don't hold back your ideas or your thoughts or your emotions, especially. And just like, this is, these are not even my words. They're kind of your words, but to be yourself because you're awesome. Um, but I wouldn't have thought that back then that I was awesome or I should just be myself anyways. Um, very much like the people pleaser as a, I'm an Enneagram three, so I could put on masks for anyone and anything. Um, so just to take off the mask would have been the best advice. Ah, interesting. Um, but isn't it interesting though? you look back and you see how you were just the idea person. You just said they didn't have the confidence at that time to actually let it bring you know, come on forth and, and, and here you are now and, and, you know, as an adult with much more confidence, that's, that's, that's very obvious. Um, but how you can use that, that talent or that awesomeness that you have um, to help other people in the work that you're doing now. It's, it's just kind of this, again, you get, you get to use that superpower in order to help other people. So again, coming, you know, all the way, could have been down, on, could be doing it down in Florida or you could be doing it here at Estevan. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way now. Perfect. Um, so, Brady, can you tell me um, about a time in your life when someone did something for you that left an impact? Um, oh, gosh. I would say um, probably someone believing in me and knowing that I didn't have great confidence growing up. Um, you could see why that would be so important. Um, but believing in my leadership skills or making me a leader. So um, I was asked to be the coach of our soccer team when I was in high school. Um, and so getting a taste of leadership and how I could use maybe some of my skills and strengths of being a mediator and having a lot of energy and positivity um, just gave me that taste for that and the confidence to know that I could be a leader um, and that I could help others in a different way too. So Give me, a, give me an actual real example. That was, that was, that was sort of a theoretical out, thinking outside, right? But can you think of a time when someone 
Well, it could, it could have been your coach that gave you the opportunity. Um, you said earlier about how, you know, how your parents were entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, they obviously had an impact there. But when, when someone, at a specific point in time, when someone did something for you that left an impact? Hmm. Gosh. I would say probably my mom actually um she would always write in every i think in every single birthday card growing up she would always write good better best never let it rest till your good is better and your better is best so okay and so okay you gotta say that again <laughs> yeah it's she always wrote good better best never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best Nice. Those are great words. I'm, I'm going to hang on to that. Yeah. And, and so what, what impact did those words have on you on, on every card that you got? Um, well, one that she believed in me, um, but also just that um, for me, I have a hard time follow, with follow through or doing things that I'm not good at. And so um, for me to just have that reminder of perseverance and to keep sticking things out, even if you're not good at them or you don't feel that um, that's maybe necessarily your strength. I think that helped me to persevere and just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things and you know this well enough that there's things that we're really, really good at and the things that we kind of suck at. And, uh, and, you know, that's part of being a human being. Um, but it also says something about, you know, stretching yourself, right? Um, and so there's might be things we're not great at, but you can stretch yourself a little bit to actually, you know, to get where you need to go. It may not be the most pleasant, it may not be the most fun, but you can stretch yourself uh, to do that. And, and I think that sort of helps round us out as people, right? And not just sticking strictly with one thing. Yeah, I think learning about um, mindset and going from having a fixed mindset to a growth mindset was, that was probably the most impactful thing that I've ever learned in my life. Um, Cause that's what really helped me grow my confidence. And where did you learn that from? I learned it from a business coach. Um, after one year in business, I was kind of just running my business as a hobby. Um, I hired a, or I took a program and they recommended reading that book. Um, and that's, I was actually either going to close my business and move to Australia or um, invest in my business and quit my full-time job and, and go full-time with Encompass. And so I read mindset and realized I had a very fixed mindset and I needed to have a growth one and I took the leap. So hold on, we gotta, we gotta back it up here. So <laughs> see, this is why we need to have these conversations to get to know about your story because you could have been in Florida, but you came back to Estevan. So Estevan is now fortunate and you're going to shut down the business and go to Australia, but didn't and still stayed. Yeah. So uh, what would, tell me about that, that, that decision not to go to Australia, which is pretty appealing, I think, for a lot of people, especially when you're young. Um, you know, it, it just seems to be this magical place to go. But what, what was that decision that you decided to say, you know what, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick this out. I'm gonna be an entrepreneur here. Yeah, I think I knew I wanted to help people. And so I wanted to go to Australia to do a six month, it's called like, like a DTS, a discipleship training. Um, so it's like a mission trip where you're helping people. 
Um, but I also knew if I did that, I had a reason to close my business. Um, and it was something I couldn't really fail at. Um, whereas by keeping the business, I was really afraid that what if it didn't work? What if I couldn't support myself? Um, what if I was a failure? And just by reading mindset, I realized that um, you can fail forward. And so failure doesn't define you. And that's when I decided to take that leap and kind of redefine why we thought I was bad at numbers and um, just transform the way I saw everything. Like I can, I can learn numbers, I can tackle this um, and taught me resiliency and just having that open mindset to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, either we're succeeding or we're learning, right? Exactly. We're never failing, we're succeeding or we're learning. Um, and so as you went through that process, um, that's, I mean, I think, you know, from my experience and even my own personal experience of being an entrepreneur, there's always those battles and, uh, you know, and there's the things, you know, you don't want to do. And what if I, what if I fail? And, and I mean, and, and we, you know, a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you feel kind of alone in that world because it's all happening between your ears. Um, and so, you know, do you remember that decisive moment? that you just said, no, I'm going to do this. Was there, a, was there a certain defining decision that you said, I'm going to stick this out? Uh, yeah, two. I talked to um, one of the members at the time, and they just encouraged me and said that I was made for this. And then um, I went to a conference where I learned more um, about fitness and business. And they asked the question, where do you see yourself in one year? And I was like, oh, my gosh, not here. Like, not having two jobs being run down. And so I came home and quit my job the next day. And my boss said, what took you so long? And so <laughs> I dove headfirst into it. What were you doing at the time? Um, I was actually working at a physiotherapy clinic. So I always thought I wanted to go um, into physiotherapy. I was an exercise therapist. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, I knew I really wanted to work with people who were very motivated so they didn't have to be there they chose to be there and wanted to change their life and so you know if you look at it from being um uh, an exercise therapist working for someone or you know um, and so you're still doing exercise but you're doing exercise now but you're working basically more for yourself and have people working for you um so can you see which one is more natural that you would draw to yeah, definitely um, myself, um, just because I could use my ideas and I could do things the way I saw or wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and not that I, I mean, I've loved and appreciated my boss and my fellow colleagues, but I loved being able to call the shots and create my own rules and um, the freedom that came with that as well. Yeah, there is a lot of freedom that comes with entrepreneurship for sure, right? Where you get, to, yeah, you get to flourish your ideas and do what you want to do um, rather than having to pass them by somebody else or get squandered. So, um, and I think that, you know, with you being a squirrel with a backpack on that probably uh, fits, fits into that niche just a little bit nicer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, so Brady, what are you doing? That was part of, you know, so I'm going to say this, that, you know, when we talked down Esteban and the reason that, uh, you know, I think you were interested and I was also interested in you having as a guest because I know your belief in community and who you are and all the things you're trying to achieve. So what are you doing right now presently to better the pond? And um, the second part of this question, which I think is actually really more important is why are you doing it? 
Yeah. Um, I've always had a passion for community. I think just because Esteban, I mean, it was a great place to grow up and there was a lot of opportunities. And so knowing I want to create opportunities for others um, and just really help others to see a different way and experience that. Um, I also started my gym because I didn't like taking people to a gym where they didn't really feel supported, they were intimidated. Um, there can be a lot of judgment in a gym and I wanted to create a very positive, um, supportive, welcoming atmosphere. And so that is my heart is to have that space for people. Um, it's called Encompass Fitness. So our logo is a CO um, and actually stands for community outreach. And so, yeah, we believe well, we, because it's become all of our mission, um, is just that by bettering the community within these four walls of our gym, um, if we help people to be better, uh, we know that they're better spouses, they're better parents, um, children, community members. And so really just trying to expand what community means. Um, and now we're really lucky that we get to go into rural communities and expand our community at Encompass, but really help all these other communities to become healthier and happier. And I think if anything, it's for fulfillment. Um, when you feel better, everything changes for you. You see things differently. Um, you're usually more positive, um, more, you have more energy to be able to do things for yourself, for others. Um, and so that's part of it. And then I think why, um, I've always had a big heart with lots of compassion. Um, and so I like being able to use the business as a vessel, I guess, to um, create opportunity and to give back. We're actually having a 30 days of giving right now at Encompass, which is fun. So tell me about that. So again, this goes back to, right? So number one, I'll have to say that you, you know, by the, you know, bringing people in and making them better, spouses making them better people doing those things you're creating the ripple effect right so it's rippling out right um and then also you know when you're bettering the pond and the, 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 now you're going into 30 days so tell me about that what all tell me about all the things you're doing to better the pond brady yeah well um i love birthdays like i think it's such a fun way to celebrate everybody like it's their own special day that they get to be recognized and celebrated um and so every year on my birthday i pick a charity to support. Um, I think it started when I was 25 maybe. And so I tried to get 25 boxes for Operation Christmas Child and then 26 the next year. Um, last year I did birthdays in a bag. And so I got people to donate a bag with like a cake mix and a toy for a child or any age. Um, it could be, yeah, any age. And we collected um, over 80 of them. Wow. Yeah, which was amazing, um, totally a God thing for timing because I didn't have time to hand them out um, last winter. And so when the pandemic was on and everything was shut down, we got to hand out 80 birthday of eggs to people or kids who had birthdays that couldn't leave their house. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so it's been incredible. Another year we did Dress for Success and we collected, I actually think we ended up collecting 176 items for um dress for success regina mm -hmm. and so this year because i turned 30 this week um you would never to... first of all you'd never know by looking at you you would never guess that you're 30. oh thank you um so because i turned 30 we decided to go big we chose um 
it's November, so there's 30 days in November. Um, each week we're trying to collect 30 items for a different charity. And so last week we connect or collected um, 30 bags of cat food. There's um, an influx of cats at the Humane Society in Estevan. There's over 70 cats. So trying to help out there. So um, why don't you just go in and, and give 70 cats away? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm allergic <laughs> to cats, so I'm not going to go in there. <laughs> but I knew it was a need in our community. Um, there's a lot of stray cats too. And so this week um, we're kicking off the PJ project which gives um, pajamas to children who, um, uh, families who receive the Christmas hamper here in Estran. Mm -hmm. And so um, families might not get a Christmas. And so they ensure that every child gets a new pair of pajamas at Christmas. Wow. And yeah, so we're trying to collect 30 pairs of pajamas for them. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're doing the angel tree, which helps collect toys for children um, who also wouldn't get Christmas presents. And then the last week we chose seniors um, just because they're so isolated, especially right now. And so um, we're collecting 30 games or puzzles, those sorts of things. And if we meet all of our goals, um, we're buying them KFC. I guess the seniors absolutely love KFC and it's a treat they don't get very often. So if you meet, if you meet, do you have to meet all the goals or just the goals for the seniors? Um, just the goal for the senior, but we're hoping to meet all of the goals. Absolutely. So, I mean, isn't it interesting, you said earlier, Brady, about just, you know, going back to when you were a kid, right? Um, and you were, you know, you were the mediator, you were the big heart, you were compassionate, you were empathetic, you were generous, you, you know, you had all those things as a kid that, and that made you the odd duck, uh, and it made you a bit of the misfit. But just take a look at that for a second and look at what you're doing now. And you're really doing the same thing, right? Uh, you know, you're, 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 it's, you're, you're, the, you're the odd duck, you're, you're expressing yourself, you're, you're empathetic, you've got a big heart, you're being the mediator in order to try to gather and make things better for everyone else. It's really the same thing. Yeah, I yeah, and that's super cool, uh, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's the whole idea, you know, when I did my, my podcast, I mean, this came out of, of COVID and it was all about really telling good stories. We, we all know the crap that's going on in the world. We know about the pandemic. We know about politics and all that kind of stuff. We all, we all, we see it every day, right? But it was a matter of, of really trying to tell really good stories of what's going right. And people like you that are setting the stage and setting the example of what you can do in a situation such as this to actually make the world a better place. And so I want to thank you for doing everything that you do to better the pond, Brady. That's absolutely, that's amazing. Thank you. I, I love to get to do that. So it is fun. I so, pull other people into it, pull them into the pond, pull them into the pond. Exactly. There's lots of room in the pond, right? We can create lots of ripples. Um, and so after this, uh, after this phase, um, of being, you know, being 30, is there something else down the road that you're looking towards next? I actually, this is crazy, but I have not thought of what's um, next other than um, our 30 days of giving. And um, I love Christmas and spreading joy and cheer at Christmas. But um, yeah, into the next year, I'm just really excited to go out and visit a lot of rural communities and meet more people and, and get to spread that joy, I guess, all over the province. Nice. 
province? Are you thinking, are you saying Southern Saskatchewan or are you saying all of Saskatchewan? What's the plan? We're starting in Southern Saskatchewan and it's like a semi-circle ripple effect because we can't really go lower than Estevan. Um, but yeah, really spreading that up and across the prairies. Nice. That's fantastic. That's, that's got to be really exciting and definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, um, the whole team is really excited about it. Fantastic. So here is so here's your moment to shine here, Brady. So you are you are the wise goose on the pond. You are you are the the sage. You're full of wisdom, and you and you know, you have your crystal ball. Um, and so you know, I want to know what what do you, what does your future look like, and what are, what does the future look like? Um, and I want you to paint me a picture of your golden pond. Ooh, like if I could make like the best future, what that would look like. What, what would it look like to you? You are the, you are the, you are the sage. I would say a future where, um, I mean, of course people are kind and loving and that sort of thing, but I think if people were more transparent and vulnerable, um, I think that would make the world such a better place because we would better understand ourselves, which mm -hmm. means, and share ourselves. Um, which means that more people could experience their own uniqueness and um, other people's as well. I think if we're all just more transparent and showing ourselves and accepting ourselves and then accepting other people, um, I think it'd be amazing to see what that would look like. Do you, uh, now this could sound like a hypothetical question though, do you think that's possible? Do you think that society has the ability to really truly open up and be transparent and vulnerable? I think that they do, but it takes like the early adopters, mm -hmm. um, the brave ones to start that trend in that path. And I mean, of course, there's always going to be those people who have a really hard time with that. We all have our own strengths and gifts and uniqueness. Um, but it'd be really amazing to see what that could be like if more people were transparent and not afraid to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you. I am. Um, and that's part of my work as well as, you know, my, my tagline for my company is, you know, be you and, and for people to, you know, just be themselves and, and, let, and, and again, it's like, it's not coming from an egotistical standpoint. It's just being authentically who you are and present that way and, and not put, have to put on all the, the masks and the fronts and the, the things that they, what we want people to see, you know? Um, I mean, it's just so much more work. Um, I'm sure you're obviously familiar with Brene Brown's work and um, you know, yeah, right up there. And, but I mean, I, you know, when she talks about, you know, vulnerability, I mean, and you know, the work that she's done on shame, I think it's been really fascinating on that piece. And, and I, you know, I, I feel that she's having an impact on the world of, and again, she'd be an early adopter to actually show that it's okay to be able to be that um, and which gives other people permission to do the same. I agree and I think that that's like by doing something yourself you really do give others that permission and it gives us a better ability to understand and help other people like if I have the courage and vulnerability to say like hey I feel really uncomfortable doing this or this is really hard for me to say but um, I'm really anxious about this. It just allows others in to help support you and um, support other people. So it creates a lot of opportunity. 
And I was having a conversation with someone this morning and I was, we were just talking about, you know, geese, the geese flying in a V. And as we all know that my whole metaphor is about duck, duck, goose. But, you know, um, you know, when, when, as if you're the lead goose and you're saying, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this or I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this or I don't know enough about this, you know, and one, number one, it's okay to say, I don't know. Um, but there's all these geese in behind you that are, that are there, you know, geese don't honk to complain. Geese honk to motivate. And, you know, and so if, if you sit at the front and complain, well, you're not going to probably get a lot of people trying to help you. Um, but if you're vulnerable and, and you're open and you're saying this isn't really working, you got so many geese in behind you to really help you where you want to go. And, and, um, and if we can get all our flocks flying that way, I think I personally believe that the world will be a better place. Yeah, and I think by giving every goose the chance to be at the front of that V, you get to, like, everyone gets their chance to shine, which we all should have that. Absolutely, that's exactly it. So we all we all need the opportunity to be the lead goose. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I really, you know, I really want to thank you ever so much, like, for your time today. I want to thank you for your stories. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, and I want to thank you for being you. Uh, and now I'm being vulnerable and transparent because I really admire you, Brady, for um, for stepping up, being the entrepreneur that you are. You're you're taking I won't say it's taking much risk, but you're really putting yourself out there to be able to really help others, and and you're creating that ripple effect in your community. And now you want to take it even further. So um, I, I'm amazed and and um, I'm in awe of, of everything that you're doing and the person that you are. Thank you so much. So now, where do we go to find you? So the, all my listeners, we have to go find, so we've got to do a couple of things. We want to find you because we want to find Encompass Fitness so they can tell your story about, about your business, um, how people can help you better the pond and create some more ripples, right? And then how you can also, what people can find you if they want to connect with you and have conversations and, 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 and relationships and those kind of things in, in, in the business world. Yeah. Um, we can be found as far as Encompass Fitness on um, social media. So on Facebook, Encompass Fitness Studio and Instagram at Encompass Fitness. Um, and then myself personally, I can be found um, as well on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's Brady Johnson or um, Instagram is at Brady Jana, um, which is an interesting name, but that's my middle name. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we have Facebook. We have Instagram, yes. and then are uh, you on LinkedIn as well? I am on LinkedIn as well. Um, I will say I'm not as active on LinkedIn, but that is a goal of mine. So um, I am on LinkedIn and as um, CoFit, which is our community outreach fitness mm -hmm. um, for we're expanding to rural communities as that grows, I'll be more interactive on LinkedIn. And I think that that's I mean, the best way that people can help us to better the pond, I would say would be to take care of your own health because you can better give to your community and others around you. But also if you know someone living in a rural community that would be a good ambassador for COFIT, um, that would be amazing. We would love to grow COFIT into communities and help more people. So people can better the pond by being a part of our movement too. Excellent. So if anybody's out in the rural communities of, of Southern, Southern, just Southern Saskatchewan at this point, uh, re yeah, reach out to Brady, uh, all the different platforms so they can track her down. Um, so that if you want to be an ambassador and, and help keep that movement going, um, are you in need right now of trying to reach your goal for November? We, yes, we are. 
And so, so tell the listeners, what are you, what are you looking for and how can they help? Yeah, we are looking for either um, pajamas or children's toys um, will probably be the greatest needs. And so if they would like to make a donation in lieu of that, um, we will do the shopping. You don't even have to leave your home, um, but you can um, send a donation as well. So if they reach out to us on Facebook at Encompass Fitness, um, we'd love to help you help us to reach our goals and help the community. Perfect. All right. Well, you know, uh, again, Brady, I really thank you for your time. I thank you for, I just thank you for your generosity and just your, your humanness uh for do for everything that you do to make the yeah, you make the world a better place you i'm so i'm so happy that you came that you that your visa got denied <laughs> yeah i mean especially in this day and age i'm quite glad yes yes exactly even even more so so there you have it folks you had a great time here with brady johnson uh this is warren berry and i'm flocking off to take you beyond the pond to better the pond because we're better together. Thank you ever so much, Brady. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Well, thanks for landing on the Better the Pond podcast. Do you know someone who should be in our flock? Contact Warren at warren at instinctivesolutions.ca to tell us their story. Until next time, what ripples will you create? Cheers. Cheers.